This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with the team of Music Therapy Made Simple. There's so many pieces that that are really important, but I think writing that out and kind of seeking out what that plan might look like um, when you're starting something is is critical, yeah. And I think honestly, one of the biggest things when we started too was like, understanding too that like we're gonna make mistakes but all of those are gonna be opportunities for us to learn so much more and so like the mistakes that are happening or the things that like we post that have spelling errors or when we realize that we forgot to link a document in one of the purchases that people can buy you know all those things where we're like okay well now we know right so I think when you're starting recognize that the mistakes are only going to continue to help you to produce what you want to produce. And it doesn't mean that you're not capable, right? Like I think it, it just provides so many more opportunities for growth and adjustments. And I think that's so important as you're starting out and recognizing that all of these things that happen and that feel like almost the weight of the world when they're on you because you're so excited that it really is just gonna provide more opportunities for you to adapt and change and provide what is needed because you're learning yourself. And so I think don't be afraid to welcome those mistakes and be like, all right, we're gonna sit in this. It doesn't feel right, but here it is, it happened, you know? And so we had to learn that ourselves too, as we're like producing stuff and like creating materials and just in general. And so I think when starting out, just recognizing like, it's okay. It's, it's all part of the process. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Coyote, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Hello and welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Today's episode is part two of my conversation with Katie, Haley, and Candice of Music Therapy Made Simple. Uh, I hope you enjoyed part one last week and you're ready for more authentic conversation, uplifting uh, insights, and yeah, just, just awesome, awesome connections in this episode. These ladies are so kind. Um, so friendly, so honest, and so passionate about what they're doing, the the supports they're providing and putting together for the music therapy community. So if you don't already follow them on social media, definitely do that. Uh, Also follow Music Therapy Chronicles if you don't already. Jump on our newsletter, and if you are interested in continuing education opportunities, for the time you've spent listening to the show, you can find those on mtpodcastcollective.com. Again, that's mtpodcastcollective.com. All right, let's get into today's episode.
depressing. Like, I, gosh, the night we launched Music Therapy Made Simple, like, we've been pouring our heart and our soul into this thing five hours before, like, I guess, like, five hours before midnight. We're like, Candace, oh, my gosh, I just see on the website, like, do you think you can change it? We're having second thoughts about this stuff here. And, like, oh, my gosh, we wanted to get this thing together. And pretty soon it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. We're like, we, we just have to publish it. We just have to do it. Is it perfect? No. Well, we got to do it. And just, like, sitting down to, like, walk through that. Mm. trusting yourself that like you can do this and then just starting it out and not be afraid to have conversations with other people even in general even if you're like convinced I'm going to do this as a solo venture have conversations with other people too like you you want to make sure that you are filling a need like if there's a hole mm-hmm. you want to like fit inside that hole and so talk to other people and be like is this something like do we need to shift and that's like how we've done a lot in our business where like, this is what the need is, but the needs have shifted. So we have to be in constant community, constant conversations with people to make sure that we're still fitting in that hole that like we are desiring to be in and the areas that we want to help. And so have conversations with people and then also don't be afraid to bring other people on if it is then appropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't bring Candace onto our team because she's a clone of us. We brought her on because she did the things that needed to be done that we weren't gifted in doing. And so talk to people about stuff. Don't be afraid to try it. Don't be afraid to ask other people onto your team and just get other ideas from them as well. I think you've kind of said that like collaboration, um, Trisha, and like shared experience and where people kind of resonate with shared experiences and connections. And the last um, two semesters of grad school, I took an entrepreneurship class in the business school and I got to meet like a ton of different people with different backgrounds. And that was really exciting because um, we all had like that shared connection of wanting to talk about entrepreneurship, but also um, everyone came from different backgrounds. I would sit next to the computer science people and just like stare and listen because they had ideas and things that just blew my mind um, that was even possible by humans. I couldn't believe it. Um, But even having conversations outside of your realm, I think is super important. Mm. Um, Even in the early stages of thinking about the idea of music therapy made simple and launching, um, just talking to my friends who are speech language pathologists and explaining the idea and having them be like, wait, what? I'm confused. Or um, saying, what if you did this, you know? Um, So I I think there are many tips, but an encouragement piece that I would love to share is just to talk outside of your realm um, to get other perspectives, because I think that's really important. Mm. And I would add for any business type adventure, whether that is you creating a private practice, you creating an online business, creating a podcast, writing a book, like whatever it is that like you are doing remember to charge what you're worth and be worth what you charge Hmm. because especially in a helping profession a lot of times we're like oh like it's okay like $15 is fine and I'll you know come to your house with it for like an hour and a half and like give you a session it's like we have a heart for people but we also have to remember like we are worth money we are we have value also in this realm either you know we have value in like the job that we're doing but we also have bills to pay and it's okay to charge for that like 
all other types of professions, like everyone else that has a job, Mm. you're like, I would love to do what I could do for free, but I can't. Therefore, making sure that you are charging what you're worth, like, it's okay, just have this for free. Or knowing like, that is worth something. And having just the gumption to put that value on it yourself. which is hard. I tell my students that all the time, like as they're getting ready to go off to internship and then looking for a job, I'm like, remember you have value and you should charge what that value is. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing, I think, in our profession to say, cause we're not all just money people. We're, we didn't get into this cause we're like, yeah, I'm so excited to be a music therapist and become a millionaire. That's just not a reality, but also people aren't really upset about that because we're here to help people. But we have to remember that like, other similar professionals are also asking to be paid what they are worth being paid for. Mm. And we have the right to do the exact same thing. I don't think we really even got into those conversations too, until we, until I had taken those courses and we had like worked through a business plan. So I think that's another piece too, that I would um, encourage people who might be doing a solo entrepreneurship experiences or a team experience would be, to really try to formalize like what it would look like um because like you said if you get really excited as an idea girl or you you just might just think of so too many things and not write them down you know so really having a plan um that might include um financials that would include um how you might be marketing and um yeah there's a (laughs) There's something that we called that was like a lean process that we learned in this class, but there's, there's so many pieces that, that are really important, but I think writing that out and kind of seeking out what that plan might look like um, when you're starting something is, is critical. Yeah. And I think honestly, one of the biggest things when we started too was like understanding too, that like, we're going to make mistakes, but all of those are going to be opportunities for us to learn so much more. Mm. And so like the mistakes that are happening or the things that like we post that have spelling errors, or when we realize that we forgot to link a document in one of the purchases that people can buy, you know, all those things are like, okay, well now we know, right? So I think when you're starting, recognize that the mistakes are only going to continue to help you to produce what you want to produce. And it doesn't mean that you're not capable, right? Like I think it, it just provides so many more opportunities for growth and adjustments. And I think that's so important as you're starting out and recognizing that all of these things that happen and that feel like almost the weight of the world when they're on you because you're so excited that it really is just going to provide more opportunities for you to adapt and change and provide what is needed because you're learning yourself. And so I think don't be afraid to welcome those mistakes and be like, all right, we're going to sit in this. It doesn't feel right, but here it is. It happened, you know? And so we had to learn that ourselves too, as we're like producing stuff and like creating materials and just in general. And so I think when starting out, just recognizing like, it's okay. It's, it's all part of the process and you're not doing anything wrong if that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Such good, such good stuff in there. So tell us what's up and coming with music therapy made simple. Like it doesn't have to be any secret reveal if you're keeping things to yourselves, but you know, 
what are your, what's brewing? I know you guys just had like a, a meeting about. We did. Yeah. We had our dream meeting for the year. Oh, some of the things are still, so we, in that document, we're working with like, here's the action items that we got to get done. Who's doing what? And then we have a whole section at the bottom of like, here's things that we're still brainstorming, thinking about sitting with, going to see how they evolve. Mm. But I would say one of the things that we will be sharing very soon, um, Katie and Candace, hopefully are not mad that I'm just announcing this one is that we are hoping to get into some of artists own CMTE opportunities through some courses, either on our website or partnering with some other people and just finding where in our community, like who in our community is needing what mm. and getting very excited about putting that stuff together. Awesome. Something that I have been um, so excited about is getting another piece of collaboration with having other music therapists and other people outside of the profession on our social media of any kind. Um, I absolutely love when people do like takeovers or when we get to hear interviews of other people. Um, even the one I listened to from um, pediatric music therapy, one of my former students was on there and I was just like beaming the whole time. Um, getting to hear like their shared experiences and then things that they had learned. Um, so just he like you said, having hearing those common experiences, um, I think is so meaningful. So we are ha have a few opportunities coming up for that. And um, hopefully we'll be sharing those in our newsletter really soon this month, um, which you can sign up for on, on our website. If you want to get the newsletter also, you can do that. I was going to say too, the, uh, we did one in November, a skill builder for verbal processing. It was just a one hour quick um, course. We had a blast doing it. Um, and we're going to do a second round of a skill builder um, in March. What are we in February? Yeah, in March. So that will also be in the newsletter um, on a different topic. So we're really excited about that too. Awesome. I will, <laughs> I will link all that so it's easy for people to find um, in the show notes there. So yeah, we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that you guys want to want to share before we move into the rapid fire questions? I think we just thank you, Trisha, for like having us no, on here, but just like talked your ear off. <laughs> yes. That's the point. We're episode. all like very big talkers too. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. We're just excited to like continue to connect with our community. So we just encourage anyone listening to find us on Instagram or on Facebook, just music therapy made simple and pay attention for new things that are coming. A lot of that will first be announced in our newsletters as they're coming out, as we're rolling out some of our new, like January big ideas and we'll just continue to just, like stay in contact with people. Cool. Alrighty. So rapid fire questions. You guys can round robin however works best for you. The first one is coffee or tea? Uh, I answered this one earlier. Tea. Tea for me, Haley. <laughs> coffee. I am a strictly tea drinker. 
<laughs> I can't do coffee anymore. I just can't. Katie's it's shaking so her head for the it's, listeners. I know I'm shaking my head, but it's ah, it gives me life. <laughs> That's fine. I love it. I love it. It gives me life. It does. It makes me happy. I know that it's like an addiction when you wake up in the morning and you feel so happy just to have coffee. I know that that's a problem, but um, I just love it. I know these these gals are tea drinkers. So when we when we do get together, I know that I'm going to be outnumbered. That's for sure. Do you have to do what works for you? All right. Early bird or night owl? <laughs> I am a thousand percent a night owl. I would rather stay up until like one o'clock and get up at like eight or nine than like go to bed early and get up at six any day of the week. Mm -hmm. My best brain power happens from like midnight to 3 a.m. Very strange, but um, yeah, we're all very much night workers. That's probably helpful. Yeah. It is, it is helpful. I do feel like, because then we're not, I think if one of us wasn't morning, like a super morning person, then we probably would be more respectful of like texting so late. But I think the nice part about it is like, like, oh, hey, finish this. Oh, hey, someone post this. And it's like midnight. And then someone will reply at like 3 a.m. And we're like, hey, got it. And you're like, all right, well, it got done. So, so yeah, we're definitely night owls. Something you would tell your younger self. Oh, the faces. I wish the listeners could see the faces. <laughs> There's so many things. I think I would probably tell myself that it's okay to fail sometimes. Mm. Like it doesn't define you as a person and your worth is not like valued based on tons of people's opinions. I think when we're in school, we get so much, our value often correlates with our grades or um, our interactions with professors or, and so I think sometimes it's hard to get out of that shift Mm. as we get older. And so I think that's definitely what I would, I would tell myself is like, you're great how you are. (laughs) You're working hard, you know, you're doing, you're doing what you need to do. I would tell myself to go to personal therapy earlier. I just started about a year ago and I've just grown so much and value that time every week with my own therapist just beyond more than I ever thought I would. So I'd be like, girl, do it sooner. I think I would remind myself that we often are doing more than we recognize Mm -hmm. or that we are making more of an impact than we recognize. Kind of talking about those like strength-based assessments of yourself, um, just recognizing moments where you did something really meaningful for a person in a session or a small you know, token, an action, something that you did that was really small, that was meaningful, um, that may have supported someone else in, in a different way. So just, yeah, remembering that, that you are doing more than you think and you have more influence and impact on others than you might recognize. 
Those are all really good ones. Your music therapy elevator speech. I mean, of course, you part of it depends on who you're talking to, but I like to do more concrete examples for mine. So, hey, I'm a music therapist or like music therapist. What, what does that mean? What do you do? It's well, for myself, I work with a lot of kids with disabilities and I may be using music and music experiences to help them interact with their peers, to communicate effectively and to like self-regulate and work on like sensory processing. And we do that through singing, playing instruments, creating music, just whatever that they need in that moment. Yeah, I think that I would echo exactly what Haley said. A, a story that like comes to mind is that I had uh, for a few semesters in grad school and while in West Virginia, I was working with incarcerated adults. And there were so many times where I would talk to guards about music therapy and um, the way that I would really get across to them was like storytelling of like things that would happen within the session. So yeah, just echoing Haley, but also recognizing that a lot of how I feel like our elevator speeches happen is like storytelling what might happen um, in a session or like impact that you might have seen um, that people really resonate with or can understand based on the story that you've told. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I heard it bits and pieces of some of theirs. Battle of technology, really. Um, I feel like I often just go out over, over the fact that, like, I'm just using music to support you and your, because I whatever that looks like for you guys. So if it's, like, if they're in pain, I can use music to help relax them. If, um, if they're going through a lot and they don't know how to process it all, we can use music to process through that experience. And so kind of really bringing it to what their experience is and how I can use that kind of similar to what Katie said, but I feel like it's so different for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I love this question. Everyone has a different take on it. And um, I think it's important in our field to like hear why people say certain things and how they get that conversation going. So yeah. You hit the nail on the head. All right, your favorite self-care practice. Reading a book before I go to bed. Do you have a book to recommend? Oh God. You don't have to. Uh, totally put so you on the many. spot. <laughs> I'm currently reading Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And it's a very interesting like book structure. It's not like a typical chapters. So I'm enjoying like that different aspect. My favorite book series, if you're into, I love like thrillers, mystery, crime kind of stuff. And I love the Jack Reacher books by Lee Child. Those are like, I'm this year, it's my goal to finish. I have like four books left in the series. It's my goal to finish the series. Cool. My self-care staple is spending time with family and going on walks, getting outside, getting some fresh air and sunshine on my face when possible. I would say that my self-care staple is really just taking like a moment to myself and just like 
decompressing, whether that's like sitting outside or just like sitting in one of my like comfortable chairs and just kind of like reflecting on the day and just taking a moment of like, honestly, silence, just so that I feel like I can then like breathe again mm -hmm. and just let it go. Um, and I'm also a big fan of bubble baths. <laughs> yes, that's the best place to silently let it go and reflect. <laughs> I also, I did not say this as a staple. It really is. Sorry. I did not say this as a staple because I just started it like within the last two months, but I have recently started journaling and I love it. And mm -hmm. I never thought that I would um, keep up with it, but it's something that has been awesome. And if you haven't tried writing stuff down, maybe you can try it. Yeah, um, I'm also always down for a good journaling session. Something that's currently adding value to your life. Gosh, that's a tough one. I would say for me right now with like COVID and not really being able to like physically see people as much. I think very intentional conversations is spending intentional time talking to someone um, and being as present as I can, given the fact that we're not with each other. Um, and even just like with when I am able to see family, like being very intentional in that time and trying to put my phone away and um, like just finding moments to be as present as possible because there's so many distractions um i think that i found so much value in fostering relationships that i have by just being intentional mm. i'm not too proud to say that i've started this just recently but uh the three of us are pretty good at being like workaholics and working all the time um, and recently I feel like we've been doing a, a good job of like taking a, at least one day of the weekend to like be a weekend mm. and to really just take time away from screens and work and telehealth and that kind of thing. And that's been adding so much value, like just value and resting has been awesome. Good for you. Mine is actually a combination of Candace's and Katie's because I am living with just these fantastic ladies right now, which is just a wonderful community to be in, especially just with the craziness of grad school and running a business and planning a wedding and like all of this crazy stuff that's happening. So I'm living with a wonderful community, but they're also a community that reminds me to rest mm. and tell me like, you need to take a break. And like, when's the last time you just didn't work for a little bit or how about you just like come and enjoy a 15 minute dance break with us just to step away from stuff and I've just been so thankful for them recently yeah I love that that's one of the things I miss about um college living situations is like everyone being so close and being like get off your computer <laughs> yeah yeah oh 
Uh, your favorite song or intervention to use in a session? I'm over here laughing because we just talked. We, we just talked about this. We were going through some stuff with our business, preparing things for the future. Like, what's your favorite thing? I'm like, my gosh, how do you even choose? <laughs> my favorite thing has been this song called Better Days. And I posted it on our Instagram story, but it is a bop and it is so good. And the message is awesome. And it's, um, it has really good words. It has like good meaning and it can be uh, taken in, in many different ways. I think I did it with two different groups last week and it was hilarious to see how different their um, fill in the blanks were which was also really cool and, and inspiring. Um, but in general, if you just want to listen to the song, that's amazing too. Um, it's called Better Days. It's by Aunt Clemens. It has uh, Justin Timberlake in it also. We'll pick the version where they're like in front of a movie theater because at the end, there's like a, a group of gospel um, singers and then there's like more people out in the street and it's really cool and you should watch it. I'll link it. I don't really have a favorite song that I can point to right now, but I love getting creative. I've loved recently with telehealth stuff. So before any like in-person stuff, I love getting creative with, with drums, hmm. finding new ways to use drums, drumming interventions, them using drums, me using drums, moving the drums, coloring the drums, like all sorts of different things. Just love using drums. But I've also really enjoyed recently doing a lot of body percussion since mm. drums are not always accessible for my clients and just finding fun ways to like make sounds and create music just with what we have on our person. I would say one of my favorites is this song by, uh, it's called Thoughts. I can't think of who sings it right now. Um, I'll have to check. And they just like come and they happen. And I love doing that in conjunction with um, a brain dump where all of the um, people like dump the stuff that's in their brain and then they can decide what they want to do with it afterwards. Like if it's something that would be helpful for them to keep and see and recognize, or if they feel like it would be more triggering or, um, harmful for them to keep like what do they want to do with it after they want do they want me to take it and shred it do they want to shred it up and then I can get it away from them um mm -hmm. so I love I love using the song thoughts yeah. I think it's Zoe Zoe we Zoe that one's control I do love that song oh like, yeah I can't remember the thoughts one um it's gonna bug me that's okay I'll, I'll find it or you can email it to me or something. We'll find it. I'll have those linked. So the last question is, where can the listeners find you guys and connect with you? Yeah. So we are a lot of times on Instagram, Instagram at music therapy made simple, but we also show up on Facebook. Just also our name, music therapy made simple and love chatting with people on there I'm just getting to know people, connect with our community. But if you're looking for more, you can also find us on our website, 
musictherapymadesimple.com. If you have questions about specific things, you can reach out to us on the contact page. If you're looking for materials and resources, like feel free to check things out. If you're wanting some extra support, you can sign up for supervision. All of our stuff does start with a free 10 minute conversation where you can just kind of get to know us too. Like that can be a big scary step to take sometimes mm. where you're like, I need help, but like, what if this person isn't going to help me? What if I won't actually enjoy my time with them? What if I don't get along or feel comfortable being vulnerable with them and saying, this is my problem. We want to like help ease that. And so we'll just chat with you for like 10 minutes, figure out like what you're needing support in and make sure that you get along with us. And then if you do, great. If you want to keep going, awesome. And if not, that's your decision to make. And we're not going to push you into anything. And then you go find someone else that's going to fit your needs better. But you can sign up for all of that there. Or you can just reach out to us directly. And we'd love to help you. You're like, hey, I'm looking for this. But like, thought you had something on the website. Couldn't find it. We can point you in the direction. Or would love to collaborate and create something with you that would like meet that need. Awesome. Well, I will link all that for the listeners so they can find you guys, connect with you, check out your resources, your consulting and supervision, and be up to date on all the new stuff you're rolling out. Thank you so much for making the time to to be on the show. You're the best. Thank you so much. Yes, this is so fun. Thanks. Of course. Seriously, thanks for having us. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for for talking with me. Um, I love hearing people's passions and what they do. So, yeah. And thank you for what you're doing for the music therapy community at large. We need it so much. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Have a great rest of your, your afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Yeah, thanks. Let us know what we can do to help. Bye. I hope you enjoyed part one and part two of this conversation. Um, I definitely left this, this interview feeling inspired and calm and reassured that you know our strengths our strengths are there whether or not we recognize them and it's important to not be too hard on ourselves to seek support when we need it and know that we're doing our best (laughs) and it's a journey so I hope you are feeling positively positively (laughs) after listening to this conversation too As always, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes and Facebook. Those reviews really help the podcast to be more visible um, to other people looking for this type of content. If you're an avid listener of the show and you want continuing education credits for listening to the show, as well as some exclusive content in the form of a CMTE course, you can find those at mtpodcastcollective.com. You can also follow MT Podcast Collective on social media, along with following Music Therapy Chronicles on social media. And as always, if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show, or if there's someone you want me to reach out to to have on the show, you can let me know by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Links for all of those things will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode, 
and I will see you in the next one. This quote comes from Madam C.J. Walker. Don't sit down and wait for the opportunities to come. Get up and make them happen.